1: Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm here hosting with Caleb. Say hello to the people, Caleb. Hello, everybody. All right. This is Friday, July the 9th. We are coming to you right before the Remote Duel YCS. That is right. Come, I don't know, tomorrow, uh, noon Central Standard Time, the Remote Duel YCS will kick off. Um, I know there's, they're running the European one and the United States one. I don't know if there's a separate one for Australia and Oceania. I would imagine that there is. But regardless, I know that the European one has already topped out at 15, around a little over 1500 people, I think was the top out. And I know that as of this recording, we're already over 1300 players signed up for the United States one and that, Late registration hasn't even opened yet as of time of recording. They're still doing regular registration. So there's still a lot of people to get in here. I, I mean, if they don't cap it out at 1500 we could realistically see this climb up north of 2000
0: Oh, yeah. Mo- easily. So yeah, that, that's exciting. It's just everyone's chomping at the bit for a YCS, my dude. Oh, for sure. And
1: not, not just like a YCS, but really just... Re- um, a real return to like actual competitive tournaments. Oh, absolutely. So, um, let's go ahead and hit the quick play news. Which well, we only got one piece of quick
0: play news. Uh, you want to cover it? Do you want me to hit it? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll start. Uh, so Antoine Griezmann, who was originally supposed to be the TCG ambassador for Yu Gi Oh, sadly EU, had his really. contract. Yeah, in the EU, really. Uh, had his contract. Uh, canceled. I'm not sad about it neither neither am i um d- just due to the circumstances behind which Konami canceled the contract yeah um soon at, uh, a little bit after he had actually signed the contract there was a video of him that was shown of him making very disparaging remarks toward people of the asian uh descent. Of, of asian descent is the nicest way to put it
1: yeah him basically him and a teammate were making disparaging remarks and uh, honestly there's just no place in Today's, you know,
0: there's no, there's just no place for it. Absolutely not, uh, particularly since he was about to, you know, sign a contract with an, with a uh, Asian company. Already signed it. Yeah, had already signed it. You would think he'd be a little more. Yeah, that's like a double bad look, bro. Yeah, like seriously, that that's that, that's just a double stab in the back. Um, but that's all we really got for quick play news. Yep, yeah, that's it. Um, let's go ahead
1: and bring it on in next up will be the new cards coming in the burst of destiny all right i think we got a bunch of new cards announced today we got some
0: crazy yeah we got like 15 new cards and then there were some new other new cards that were were released right before we started recording
1: yeah literally as we were setting up yeah as we were setting up we're still waiting on translations to come in if we have translations by the time we are finishing up then we'll do it. All we know right now is that it's a multi-attribute... Um, worm
0: archetype. Yeah, worm um,
1: synchro archetype.
0: Yeah, and they look like the Six Sams, but thick.
1: And three of the four main deck monsters can summon level four token tuners. Oh, boy. Oh, this is going to be a wild archetype.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute once we get like the full translation of their full effect. Uh, so, first off, to start, we have Urs Artix Cross Drytron Support. Two archetypes that have literally nothing have no crossover. Yeah, um, literally they have these archetypes have like nothing in common. The only thing they have in common is that they're both based is that they're both based on stars.
1: Space.
0: Yeah. Um the Earth's Arctic's based on specifically constellations <laughs> as compared to That was always I'm sorry, sorry to cut you
1: off. That was always like my favorite. Did you ever play um space, two? Space. Got on go space. Let's go yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, space yes.
0: yeah. from Portal Two. The, yeah. the core, space, space core. Yeah, yeah.
1: I love that. I, I love. That's like one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Uh. Anyway, and then uh. You know, the Drytrons are all based on the actual stars themselves. So the constellations. Right. You know, the Artics are all beast and beast warriors. The Drytrons are all machines. Um. It, they. They just have nothing in common. Like. Okay, so our Sartics are designed to use super high level non-tuners and low level tuners to make big to make low level synchros, and then make high level synchros. where and yeah, they synchro down. Yeah, and then also they also tribute off high level monsters, whereas all the Drytrons are level one machines that tribute monsters that tribute machines with high attack. It's almost like. It's almost like they wanted to.
1: There was like, it's a lore card. Well, it's almost like they were like, oh, well, they both have level one monsters.
0: Let's let's make a crossover. Yeah, um, and they're both star related. So let's let's make them crossover in a lore based stuff. So, uh, first off, they have a machine uh, fusion called Ursatron, the Celestial Polar Illumina ship. It's a water machine fusion effect monster, level seven, two thousand attack, seven hundred defense. This card is always treated as an Urs Arctic card. And a Drytron card. It can only be special summoned with Ursartic Drytron, another card we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, once per turn, if another effect monster is special summoned to your field, you can add an Ursartic or Drytron monster from deck to hand. That's actually a pretty good effect! I mean. Um, once per turn, you can target one of your banished Ursartic or Drytron monsters add it to your hand. That's. That could be good. Oh yeah, overall, not a bad effect. Ursartic Drytron, the normal spell. You can only use this card's name, second effect, once per turn. One, banish one Ursartic Big Dipper and one Drytron Fafnir from your hand and or field. And if you do, special summon an Ursatron the Celestial Polar, Illumina ship from your extra deck. However, if you control Ursartic Polari or Drytron Alpha Thuban, you can banish one of the above cards from your deck instead. Okay, 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 okay. So, if you have Alpha
1: Thuban on your field... And Drytron Fafnir, not 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 Mubeta Fafnir. Yeah, this is not the exceeds This is the Field Spell. Yep. This is a Field Spell Fusion. Yep. You know what? I'm here for it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're literally just fusing Field Spells at this point and calling it a monster. Uh,
0: I mean, because that's what it. I mean, because that's what the monster literally is. It's. It's okay. So yeah, it's Drytron Fafnir on top of the Big Dipper. Yeah, which is which are both giant. You know, the Big Dipper being the Earth the Earth Arctic giant ship.
1: Then, it's two giant spaceships.
0: Yeah, that are just kind of megazorded together into one. Yes, I used megazord as a verb there. I mean, it's the
1: stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I kind of love it.
0: Yeah, uh, deck wise, if people run it, they're just going to run the Ursatron and Ursartic Drytron in their Drytron deck just so they can pump out the, you know, Ursatron. I mean, uh, yeah, and I mean. And then, if you want to tribute to activate the
1: Drytron monster effects, you can just tribute it from your graveyard instead. What?
0: That's so broken. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Drytron, uh, Earth's Arctic Drytron does have a second effect. If you attribute monsters to activate an Earth's Arctic or Drytron monster effect, you can oh, yeah, banish this card from your graveyard instead.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can literally just.
0: You don't even need to. Like, you don't
1: even need it for the rest of it. The, the, like, the rest of it would be kind of cool if you actually get around to summoning. You know, you can one run the one... You know, one... Actually,
0: yeah, actually make Ursatron. Right. Like, you
1: can run, like, the one big dipper and run the Ursatron. That way you can, like, technically make it or whatever. But the actual application here is probably just run three Foolish Burial Goods. And then a... um Oh, my goodness. What's it called? Metal Foes Fusion. And that way you can just... Dump foolish, it. Yeah. Foolish Burial Goods, these guys out. And then if you hard open these... You can go for the fusion play and then you can go for the um you can go for the Metal Force Fusion if you draw one late game and just go for draw power, but
0: Yeah, it, I mean it's got options. You got stuff you can do there.
1: It gives you options and it gives you the ability to make more plays, but like realistically, are any of those plays better than what the deck is already doing? And the answer is no. No. It's cool. It's not something we asked for, but we got it. It's uh, something that if they if they end up Getting rid of, like if they if they end up hitting Drytron really hard on the ban list, if they hit the whole fairy Engine, and leave the actual Drytron engine alone. It gives the
0: actual Drytron engine something to fall back on. Right. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to support the people or are the people who will probably actually be interested in new Despia cards. Uh, first off, we have a new Level Eight Main Deck monster: Add Libitum of Despia. Um, Add Libitum mean being Latin for ablib. Which I think is interesting. Uh, level 8, Dark Fairy Effect Monster. 1500 attack, 2000 defense. You can only use this card's names. 1 and 2 effects once per turn. Both of its effects are hard once per turns each. During your main phase, you can activate this effect. Each face-up monster on the field gains 100 attack times its level until the end of the opponent's turn. It's kind of meh. I mean, it's good if you're going for game. I mean, it pumps this guy up to... What is that? 15 23. Yeah, not great, but hey, it's it's. But I mean, that would also pump something like Ultimate Conductor. Tar ran up an extra, what, uh, th- uh, what an extra thousand, an extra twelve hundred. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty. They can get beefy. Um, if this card is on, if this card on the field or in the hand is used as material for a fusion summon, and is sent to the graveyard or banished, you can t- then target one Despia monster other than itself or a level eight or higher fusion monster in your graveyard among your or among your banished monsters. Special summon it. It just if you use it for a fusion, no matter where it goes, it just floats into another into a new uh, monster on board. Well, that is good. Oh yeah. Uh, next, a new fusion, Masquerade, the Crimson Gleam Dragon. First off, he's a level eight dark fiend fusion effect monster. Not even a dragon. Hmm. It definitely uh, looks like a dragon. And all right, like uh, like it's literally a dragon. Yeah. Uh, Twenty five hundred attack, two thousand defense. Materials is a Despia monster plus. A light or dark monster. Ooh, protagonist stats. Yeah, uh, you can only use this card's names to effect once per turn. One, while you control this fusion mon, this fusion summon card, so you have to fusion summon to get this effect. Your opponent must pay six hundred life points to activate cards or effects. That just adds six hundred life points to the cost of all your opponent's cards. That's ridiculous. Um, I mean, it's a pretty pretty cool. Two, while this card is in your graveyard, if your opponent controls a ritual fusion, synchro, exceed, or link monster. Quick effect. You can spell summon this card from your graveyard, but banish it if it leaves the field. That's pretty good. Um, it, it definitely kind of forces your opponent to have to sit there and, late game, have to start considering how many cards they're activating per turn. Early game, they're going to have AK. They're just going to go, okay, whatever, I'll just keep paying until I'm able to overwhelm you. It's reminiscent of um the Red-Eyes
1: Dark Flared Dragon.
0: It is, it is kind of, it is a little reminiscent
1: of it. I think it. that one's 700 per summit or 700 per effect. Yeah, but no, but no, no, this still is... still pretty brutal.
0: Yeah, but no, this one is 600 per card or effect. Right. So, which is ridiculous. Um, And then, of course, it floats itself. Your opponent controls a non-effect monster or non-villa. You know what I mean. Right. Anything that isn't your standard vanilla or main deck monster, which can, which is just about every deck in the format right now. Uh, let's see, next up we have a new quick play spell, Jubilation of the Branded. Um, you can only activate this card's uh, 1 and 2 effects once per turn, and only once that a turn. Super hard once per turn. 1. Reveal one monster in your hand, send a level 8 fusion monster with 2500 attack or defense with the same type as that monster from your extra deck to the graveyard, then you can apply the following effect. Discard the revealed monster, then add a Fallen of Albaz, or a monster that specifically lists the card Fallen of Albaz, and it's text from your deck to your hand. Who that's a mouthful. Uh, two, during the end phase of a turn the, that a fusion monster is sent to your graveyard, add this card from graveyard to hand. Hmm. So it just lets you literally it's just mill out a uh, fusion monster to grab Albaz, and, but then you can also just recur it whenever a fusion monster goes to the grave. I mean, this is.
1: I mean, this is all the support that Albaz needed hmm. as far as. Making it
0: like a playable fusion archetype, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, and then another quick play spell, Brandon in Red, which is first off a, one of the coolest names that I've that I've heard in this game. And it's also a very cool artwork. Oh, all yeah. these
1: artworks are amazing. Oh yeah,
0: Despia. So far, in my opinion, has got some of the best artworks we've seen. Um, Brandon in Red is a counterpart to the another card that is all that we already know about, called Brandon in White. Um, it is a hard once per turn, target one Despia monster. Uh, or one follow of Albaz in your graveyard, add it to your hand, and then apply the following effect: Fusion Summon a Level 8 or higher Fusion Monster from your Extra Deck by banishing Monsters from your hand and/or field with some Fusion Material, but it cannot attack directly this turn. It, mm. It's just a quick play Fusion spell. I'm with it. Oh yeah, very much particularly. Uh, <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Uh, particularly with a fusion-centric archetype like uh, Despia is shaping out to be.
1: All right, you want to talk about the uh, reptilian cards next?
0: Oh yeah, next up we got reptilian support. So for those of you who do not know what who the reptilians are, it was an archetype that was introduced back in 5D's and was used by one of the dark signers.
1: It is a very not
0: great archetype in the actual game. It's meh. I mean it's it was around good. I mean it was around when Black Wings were around. It was getting smacked at that time. Yeah, by Black Wings and everything else uh let's see so i think the
1: concept of the original deck is cool like make all your opponents have zero attack but like yeah. at, realistically at the end of the day there's just other ways to deal with issues like that oh yeah you
0: know? um so first off we have reptilian naya mini i have no idea how to pronounce that level two dark reptile effect uh 200 attack, zero defense um you can only use one effect among the one and two effects of this card's name per turn only once that turn one during the main phase, if you have a reptile monster in your graveyard, quick effect you can send this card from your hand to the graveyard and target one face-up monster your opponent controls. Changes its attack to zero. There we go. So that's a ba- so that's actually a battle trick you can do during the damage step because it affects damage stats. So that's interesting. And it is a hundred
1: and ten percent all based on the original effects of these
0: monsters. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, two, if your opponent controls a monster with zero attack, you can special summon this card from your graveyard. That's it. It doesn't banish. It is limited to uh, to that once per turn, but there's no other limiting factor on it outside of it being once per turn. So, neat. Uh, next up, we have Reptilian Quattle. A level 4 Dark Reptile Tuner. 1,400 attack, 1,000 defense. You can only use uh, one effect with this card's names once per turn. Uh, One, if you control a Dark Rotel monster, you can special summon this card from your hand. Then you can special summon Reptilian monsters from your hands up to the number of monsters with zero attack your opponent controls. Hmm. It's an extender that then extends out even further by itself. Uh, Two, if this card you control is used as Synchro Material, you can treat it as a non tuner. That's interesting. Very interesting. Makes it very easy to make. So the original Synchro for them was Reptilian Hydra, who I think was level six. They're now also getting a level 8 Synchro. Reptilian Melusine. uh, Level 8 Dark Reptile Synchro. 2500 Attack, twenty hundred Defense. Materials is a Reptile Tuner and one or more uh, non-tuners. You can only use the two effect with this card's name only once per chain. Yeah, okay, that's relevant. That's relevant. Um, Because every single time uh, you hear the term once per chain, it's usually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, think about it. Appaloosa is once per chain. Yeah. Uh, if this card was synchro summon using only reptile monsters, it cannot be destroyed by battle or card effects. Two. When your opponent activates a monster effect, quick effect. Target one face of monster to control. Change his attack to zero. Three. If this synchro summon card you control sends your graveyard by your opponent's card, you can add a reptile monster from deck to hand. So the change your opponent's uh, monster's attack to zero is the not is the once per chain.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's still really good though.
0: Oh, absolutely. Imagine your opponent dropping a uh, access code and then just immediately its attack goes to zero. Um actually access code's effect
1: fires off in response to summon, and its effect cannot be responded to.
0: Mm-hmm. So you can't actually Fair do that enough in that situation. Access code specifically you can't do that, but there are other cards where you could yeah yeah oh definitely uh a- appaloosa is one is one example they drop it it just immediately gets zero attack and can't do anything
1: appaloosa actually also does not activate it doesn't
0: well no no well well no no because uh this thing's effect activates in response to the summon
1: no when your opponent activates a monster effect activates effect? a monster effect
0: okay i i thought it was when it when it's summoned yeah. So. Yeah. So um, yes, yeah, so that
1: would be so that would be more relevant. Like, like to, if, Like if they if there's a Tri-Brigade monster face up on the field, and they activate their effect. Yeah. But even then, all it does is change its attack to zero. It doesn't actually negate yeah. the, the effect, which it's is not, kind of.
0: It's not great. Um,
1: yeah, it's really bad. Actually, I'm just now realizing just how yeah. bad this is. It's. Mm,
0: it I mean, would be. Well,
1: okay, 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 okay. All its other effects are decent. Here's the thing. There are they have other cards in the archetype that, if if you have like all your opponent's monsters that have zero attack, like they're affection negated and like stuff yeah like that. yeah
0: they they have other other stuff. That's why this is a you know, yeah. There, there's no other wanted. things
1: from back in the day with this yeah. archetype that do that kind of stuff to your opponent's monsters with zero like they negatively affect. It's like like um like like in pokemon like if your pokemon gets poisoned in the game like it just has negative effects. yeah
0: yeah and then someone hits it with Venushock. Venushock gets a big butt, gets a big boost to its damage it's that kind of thing like yeah like one of them uh uh it punishes
1: your, oppo- your opponent for committing to the board
0: yeah like one like there's one in card where all your opponent's monsters with zero attack must be in attack or forced into attack position right uh then another one negates their effects another one makes it where they can't even declare attacks another one makes it where they can't be destroyed by battle yeah it, it it gets ridiculous um that being said if it's uh sent to the graveyard at all period by your opponent you just add a reptile monster from deck to hand that's pretty decent you know it floats itself it uh, floats back to your hand whenever it dies so that, that's pretty good um let's see a new normal spell called reptilian lamification lamification as in lamia turning into a lamia um, you can only activate one card with this card's aims per turn. One, send one card from your hand to the graveyard. Then choose two of these effects. You cannot choose the same effect twice, and resolve them in the listed order, skipping one not chosen. Add a Reptilian monster from deck to hand. Add a Reptilian spell or trap from deck to hand. Accept a Reptilian lamification. Or change the attack of one face-up monster your opponent controls to zero. So... You discard a card, and then you either add two cards to hand, or add a card and reduce one of your opponent's monsters attacks to zero. That's kind of... That's kind of... Powerful? Like, really? It's a rota for... It's an in-archetype rota that searches for a monster or a spell or trap. Or it can search both. If only it was for an archetype not named Reptilian. (laughs) Uh, then they finally got a re- finally got a field spell, Reptilian Recoil. Um, you can only use each effect among its one and two effects. This card's name once per turn target one monster you control with zero attack. And one, yes, and one dark reptile monster in your graveyard. Destroy the first monster on the field. and If you do you special summon the second monster in your graveyard, so it lets you pull up your opponent's zero attack monsters to bring back your own stuff. Yeah. Um, if your opponent activates a monster effect, you can target one face up monster that control zero attack. Take control of it. And then yep. your opponent gets a reptilian token.
1: Yeah, it see. There's more to this than just
0: Th- than just your attack is now zero. Good luck. There's it does stu- the, the archetype does stuff with those monsters with zero attack. Right. Yeah. So just stealing them in Recoil's case and giving them a token. The token, by the way, is an Earth is a reptile Earth level one with zero attack and defense, which can then also be used to fuel your own effects because it's got zero attack. And it can also be used
1: as, like, synchro climbing material.
0: Yeah, yeah. It can also be used for, by your opponent for link and synchro climbing, should they need, you know, should they need to, but. Right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have an entire new archetype Ice Jade, which is generic water support for those water deck players. Let's see. We have uh, Ace T of the Ice Jade, level 4 water aqua effect monster, 1000 attack and offense. Um. All of its effects are once per turn. If this card is normal or special summoned, uh, send a water monster from hand to graveyard and draw a card. Mm-hmm. That's stupidly good. Um, two, if a face-up water monster control is destroyed by battle or by card effect and this card is in your graveyard, banish this card special summon an ice jade monster from your hand or graveyard except Acety of the Ice Jade. Hmm. Um, Tanola of the Ice Jade, level four water aqua effect monster, thousand attack and defense uh once again same thing only once per turn you can send one card. F- you can send one card from your hand to the graveyard then target one water monster to your graveyard send this card from field to graveyard and spush summon the target if a face-up water monster you control is destroyed by battle or or card effect and this card is in your graveyard banish it, to spush summon ice jade monster your hand or graveyard except itself and tremolot of the ice jade level 5 water aqua effect monster for dinner, attack and defense uh, once per turn as well, you can send this card from your hand to the graveyard, special summon a water monster from your hand. If a face up water monster you control is destroyed by a battle or card effect, you can banish this card, special summon an ice shade monster from your hand. Or graveyard except itself. And finally, a spell card called Ice Shade Cradle. Normal spell. This is one of my favorite effects, because it's two lines. Add from your deck to your hand one ice shade monster with different name from cards you control or in your graveyard. Um Overall, it's really good water support for those of you who want to play water decks.
1: It really is. This is just like generic water support. And the other
0: thing about this is that honestly, this is not bad. Oh, no, not at all. Um, Particularly since everything's level four. so that'll It's, also... it's
1: very turbo-y.
0: Oh, yeah. It's very turbo-wow level fours as fast as I can. And then also continuously float them over and over So should my opponent actually respond to them somehow. Um once we get uh number 4 Stealth Kragen and the Kragen spawns that'll those those cards will do wonders in in a deck like that like in a shark deck with the, the Ice Shades tech in <clears throat> that being said we only know of those four Ice Shade cards at the moment there's supposed to be a whole lot more too we just don't know what they are yet
1: Yeah I the the thing that sticks out to me about these is like I said they're kind of turbo-y in that they kind of all work into each other and float one into the other into the other and it just constantly generates you advantage which i think is kind of huge um having an archetype that just continually generates you advantage is what makes archetypes amazing rather than have cards where you they just neg you just neg over and over and you're just it's like you're backing yourself into your combo rather than running and diving into it you know what I mean
0: yeah 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 it it it, go, it cha- makes a difference between spending resources and not getting resources in return as compared to spending resources and acquiring more and getting resources back in exchange
1: yeah and I mean that this is a great balance of that I, I really like this uh I, I'm the more I think about it, the more I like that um I don't know necessarily how great it is in today's power level of Yu-Gi-Oh! But, um...
0: I mean, it would depend on what else the archetype gets. Um, you know, because like, like, as you saw, both those, all three of those monsters were one thousand, one thousand, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, and 15-15. They're not big. Um, yeah, they float, but they're not very big. So, they would have to rely on either their extra deck monsters to go in for the kill shot, a la... Like I said before, number four, Kragan, or even F-Zero, right. um, or something along those lines. But we'll have to see what else they're going to get. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, plus there's also all the other water support, generic water support, that they can take full 100% advantage of. Yeah. Um. Again, particularly surface and salvage. And Moray of Greed. And especially Moray of Greed. That
1: card is broken. That card is one of the cards that made Frog FDK amazing. Yeah. That people that, don't even realize.
0: Yeah, like they can fully utilize Moray of Greed, um, which is absolutely ridiculous in an archetype that already nets you advantage. You know, because, like, you could very well, like, pitch the level 5 1 uh, to grab. Uh, you know, to draw two, which will then grab you, let you grab like Tenola or Ace of T and summon them draw a card off of ACT, of So that's already a plus. It really does just three. keep going and going and going. Yeah, it's like of these archetypes that, like all of all these new cards, I think those have the highest potential, <clears throat> depending upon what else they get. Because with the Despia cards, we already know what all the other Despia cards do, right? We can kind of guesstimate on how good those are going to be. Right. Well, with these, we don't know what everything else does. So it's got the highest potential based on what else we're going to get. You know, know, if they get a big, beefy boss monster, that'd be cool. If they get, you know, like, you know, if they, you know, but then are they going to be a synchro deck? Is it going to be a link deck? Are they just not going to care about their extra deck and that's just extra? You know, there's still lots of stuff we don't know about this archetype to make a, what's what I'm looking for, to make a full... I don't know what are you looking for. Yeah, to make a full like guesstimation on on whether or not it's going to be good.
1: Oh, a, a proper evaluation on the skill level, yeah, like, not
0: the skill level, the um... uh, skill ceiling. Not
1: even the skill ceiling, the power ceiling.
0: Yeah, there we go. Power. Yeah, the power ceiling of the deck itself. Um, just based on what of what we've seen, it'll have it'll probably have a middling one, depending upon again, depending on what else it's going to have. But I, I'm right. I'm thinking it'll we'll probably have a higher than average power ceiling than what we've seen in the past. Uh, particularly with stuff like Sulfa or Urs Artics, which had a really low power ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I I think realistically, like, this this has the shots to be really good. Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, it'll just entirely depend on what else we get. Um, And that's about it for all the new cards. Uh, we got the translations for the... Uh... Nope. No, not yet. Nope, All yet. right. In that case, we'll have them next episode then. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Like so that was just a lot of new cards, but uh, that's also because the OCG is gearing up. Is high key, is high key gearing up for uh, Berserdes in release because they've already got um, the set before it. I think.
1: Um, Dawn of Majesty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think they already have Dawn of Majesty. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Which... These, these
1: these cards release on the twenty first in Japan. They release in just a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, because we're like, yeah, we're a full two sets behind, unfortunately.
1: Ah, uh, but it oh, is. What it I've is. given my thoughts and opinions on that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It it, it 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 it's a thing, and it is what it is, and it's just all part of being in the TCG as opposed to the OCG for some reason. Yes, a reason that we might not ever learn. Yeah. I mean, I personally just prefer the way Magic's been doing—been doing the OCG TCG split, whereas the OCG just gets slightly different artworks. Honestly, though, like, can't we just do something like that? But that's also because uh, Magic: The Gathering, Wizard of the Coast, like to get lo- uh, more localized artists. So, like for their Japanese releases of certain sets, they get Japanese artists to do the artwork. Mm-hmm. And then they put, but Magic also likes to put their put the artists of all their art card artworks names on them, like Pokemon does. Yu Gi Oh, on the other hand, is very secretive about who its artists are,
1: which I always thought was really weird.
0: I personally am not a fan of that. I would like to know. I would like you know to know. Hey, this artist did this. This artist did this. War. You know, like a. Uh, Joe Schmoe over there did uh the artwork for the Noble Knights cuz I really like the artwork for the Noble Knights. Right, right. And uh, then honestly
1: I think that might be a cultural thing.
0: It very well might. Well, no cuz the Pokemon card card game does that too.
1: Yeah, but I think a large amount of the Pokemon card game is actually like based in the United States cuz like the original creators of the Pokemon card game is Wizards of the
0: Coast. Well, that is that is entirely fair. That might be that might be something from Wizards of the Coast that just kind of Left was left in whenever it shifted back to uh, the Pikachu company actually producing the cards.
1: Yeah, that and, uh, it might deck. be. It might be. Yeah. Um. It's a complicated thing. It really is. There's a lot to uh, consider with something like that. And honestly, I understand not wanting to specifically give the Yu-Gi-Oh player base like knowledge of who these people are. Like I understand not wanting to dox people or whatever because. Uh, the the player base cannot is not always the kindest and um because of that i don't necessarily know that it's um the best idea
0: i mean maybe i mean it's one of those things where you're not really going to know and it's something you're never actually going to know just due to It not being a thing, you know, you know it until somebody until you actually try it. Because like with magic, and like I said, this is again, this is all we have to go on with this kind of thing. Is with magic and Pokemon, is that those artists can then go can then actually put the fact that they worked on this worked with this card game on their resumes, and people that's true, and people can search them out and go, hey, I want to buy a piece of art that you another piece of art that you make because I really like the way you do your art. Blah 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 blah. You know, it, it kind of limits the, you know, what the, what the artist for Yu-Gi-Oh! can actually do. Right, it gives them less ability
1: to uh, show off what they've done, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. So,
0: yeah, but that, that's that's my two cents on uh, that whole thing.
1: Okay, well, uh, do you want to move on into the Remote dual YCS? Talk a little bit about that? Oh, most certainly. Um... So a lot of this just as a just just a heads up, a forewarning, um, the next, basically the whole second half of the podcast, we decided to, we've got a couple of like general rule of thumb questions that we want to get into and some just discussion points, but a lot of this is just kind of off the cuff. We wanted it to be a little bit more on the informal side and just a general discussion of how we feel about the remote dual YCS our expectations heading into it, Um, how we feel remote play has impacted the game overall. Um, But where we want to start with is... um, This is an interesting question that I had considered. Do you think that the game came out of the other side of COVID better or worse from pretty much every standpoint? So... Whether it be the content creation, whether it's the way we make content, whether it's the people who make the content that we ingest, whether it's um, from a competitive standpoint, do you think the game is better or worse in a competitive play atmosphere and the, the way that we play the game, etc.? Just how do you think? I understand that COVID is not over. We saw the Delta variant going around yeah. and other things of that sort. But at the end of the day. We still we we've they've announced a return to competitive play. We have a YCS this weekend. We have actual like signs that we're moving forward. And with that said, how, I mean, how do you think the
0: game came out the other side of COVID? You know, um, well, overall, I think it actually came out for the better. Uh, just to to just due to it kind of forced remote dueling to become a thing, but. That's not necessarily a bad thing, because uh, cause I personally have really enjoyed remote dueling. Oh, me too. Because it's allowed, because not only does it allow you to get games in whenever you normally couldn't, because uh, particularly if you're just incapable of making it to a local, you and your friend can just sit up and play right there, right then and there on a day when both of you are available, but for whatever reason, you can't leave the house or whatever. Absolutely. And not only that, but it also... Honestly, it just gives you more
1: opportunity to play test with the actual cards that you purchase, which I think is really unique. Oh, absolutely. Um, I like that a normalized play over like a video chat atmosphere. Because could you imagine like two years ago somebody hits you up and they're like, Hey, you want to play Yugo? And you're like, Yeah, sure. They're Like, okay, cool, just point your webcam down.
0: Yeah, exactly. They would have looked at you like you were crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like it's and it's worked out. Um, I mean, Konami does need to make like an official app, and I and they are working on it now. Cause he, we, we
1: supposedly,
0: yeah, supposedly, uh, you know, cause, you know, because Magic the Gathering has Magic has a Magic the Gathering Arena. The Pokemon card game has their own website and their own uh launcher, so you can play that way. Um, Konami oh needs its own thing besides dueling, where so you can play the actual game and not speed duels. Yeah, for sure. Um, Don't get me wrong; speed duel is great and all. Um,
1: but there's nothing quite like having your own like legitimate online simulator for the game.
0: Exa- exactly. Because then it also allows us to get official rulings immediately.
1: Yeah, this is something else that we've discussed on the podcast. This is something we've discussed um, in depth, really. Uh-oh. Oh, what's that? What's up? Uh, we have... Yep, we have all the translations for the new cards if you want to break off and go into it.
0: Oh, most definitely.
1: The Fleur de Lis new form in Dawn of Majesty will need to be renamed. From this point on, we'll be referring to Swordmaster of Illusionary Iris as Zhang Zhen, Swordmaster of the Illusionary Iris. This is due to whatever these japanese characters are being a theme name in this set while the latter part is obviously sword uh this can refer to a variety of things such as elemental wheels to destinies teaching so it's a very loaded word and with the chinese influences of the group we're using the chinese sounding name so the names are up to are up for debate yes
0: Uh, yes you know because i kind of understand what they're talking about here um, so the characters that they're using have multiple meanings. Right. And you would determine what the meaning is based on the context of all the words around it.
1: Well, we don't have any words around it.
0: But no, the problem is, is that all the other words around it are also other words that need the context of the other words around it for you to understand what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, so essentially we won't have anything on this until Konami actually says, hey, this is the name. This, this, is, this is a TCG name. Right. Okay. Okay. So, the first card is M- Mo Yi the Xing...
0: Uh, Zhang Sh- Zhang Swordmaster.
1: Zhang Zhang. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. Zhang okay.
0: Zhang or something. Zhang Zhang. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Level 4 Water Worm Effect Monster. 1700 attack, 1800 defense. Wow. That's that's big. Oh, yeah. You can only use this card's first... This card names first and second effects each once per turn. One, if this card is normal or special summon, you can reveal one Zhang Zhang card or worm monster in your hand, special summon one Zhang, Zhang token, level four water tuner token, zero tag, zero defense. While that token is on the field, you cannot special summon a monster from the extra deck except Synchros. If this card is sent to the graveyard of Synchro Material, you can draw one
0: card. Wait a minute. These tokens are tuners. I think this is the only time I've ever had a tuner token.
1: Um, it, I think. I don't know about that.
0: Even so, this this is an archetype that produces its own tuners on the fly, which is awesome. Rather than having to rely on being able to special summon or cheat them out themselves, yeah, that um, that's
1: that's huge. Um, oh yeah, it, it it gets rid of one of the inherent limitations of synchro yeah, archetype,
0: which is you have to be able to get a tuner and a non tuner on board. Um, not only that. Um, it's no- on normal summer special when you reveal a Zhang Zhen monster or a or any worm monster. So you could reveal anything from, uh, you know, another card in the yeah, archetype. I mean, honestly,
1: you could reveal something from the um, from the virtual world archetype.
0: Yeah, something <sighs> from the virtual archetype. Something from the um, Yo- from the Yang Zing archetype.
1: Yeah, this card is splashable.
0: Or even just unmasked dragon, if you really wanted to.
1: Yeah. So, the um, the next card. is is... Uh, tai
0: A, the, the Zhang Jing Swordmaster.
1: Yes, it is a level 4 wind worm effect monster. So these are all worm effect monsters, and With, they're all different attributes. Now, this one's an 1800, 1800 attack, 1500 defense. You can only use this card's names, first and second effects, each once per turn, so hard once per turn. You can banish one Zhang Jing card or one worm monster from your graveyard, special summon one of the tokens, tuner, water, level 4, 0 0-defense. While it tokens on the field, you cannot special a monster from the extra deck except synchros. The discard sent to the graveyard of synchro material, you can send one Zhang Zhang card or one worm monster from your deck to the graveyard. Interesting. Okay. So it's a foolish for the archetype.
0: Oh, yeah. And then the other one draws you a card. Just, you just draw a card. So, right.
1: And they're both basically instant level eight synchros.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next up we have uh, Long Yuan. Uh,
1: Long oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So wait, wait. There is there is an important distinction. The first one, if it's normal or special summon, you reveal one in your hand. Yeah, to, to get, get the your token. token. And the other one is. You have um, to banish a. One from your
0: grave. Yeah, to get the token. So really, to start, you want the you want a moye Or um, Mo-Yay. you want you want the you want you.
1: The, you it's, it's they're all two card combos so yeah.
0: far. Yeah. Um. Next one is Long Wan. The uh, the Zhangzang tactician level six fireworm, uh, twelve hundred attack, twenty three hundred defense. You can only use this card's first name and second names. Use this card's names first and second effects once per turn
1: each. See, it's okay. So I'm not the only one. It's worded kind of weird there.
0: Yeah, it's because we're not used to seeing the wording. And it's a super fresh translation. Um, you can discard one other Zhang Zhang card or worm monster, not just monster, a Zhangzang card. Yeah. Special summon this card from your hand, and then special summon a token. While that token's on the field, you can now special blah, 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 blah. Um, in this card, send to the graveyard a sink material. inflict 1,200 damage to your opponent.
1: Okay, but the interesting part here is that you can discard the Swordmaster to special summon this guy from your hand. Special summon s- the token. Sum- and then banish the other one and special summon another token.
0: Yeah, and then sink s- sink 8 and then sink 10. You don't have a way to sink 8. Well, hold on, no, 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 because you... uh,
1: I mean, if you have all three in hand, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's if you have all three in hand. But I mean, that's if you have still, all that's...
1: three in hand, you better win the game.
0: Yeah, exactly, because that's a Synchro 8 and Synchro 10. Uh, next up, we have Chunjun, the Zhongjang Zhang Auspicious Beast. Level 6 Earthworm Effect Monster, 2400 Attack, 1800 Defense. It can only use this card's names first and third effects each once per turn. Uh, during the main phase, quick effect. You contribute 1 Monster Special Summon this card from your hand.
1: That one's hard ones per turn, but you, guess what? You can a token.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, before damage calculation, if, if your worm monster battles an opponent's special summon monster, your opponent's monster special summon from the extra deck, you can destroy that opponent's monster and this card. Interesting. If this card is sent to the graveyard as synchro material, target one card on the field or in graveyard, banish it.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Um, then we have the first actual synchro, Chi Zhao. Level the, eight. Yeah, he's level eight. Uh, the Zhangjing Grand Swordmaster, level eight, light worm synchro effect monster, 2000 attack, 1000 defense. Materials: a tuner and a non-tuner worm monster. You can only use one of this card's first or second effects per turn, and only once that turn. If this synchro summon, if this card is synchro summoned, you can add to your hand or banish a Zhangjing card from your deck. Two. Quick effect. You can banish one Zhangjing card or one worm monster from your hand or graveyard, then target one other effect monster on the field, negate its effects till the end of the turn.
1: Yo, that's pretty good.
0: Yup, and it's a quick effect! That's actually really good. Uh, next up we have, uh, Qin Ying, the Zhangjing Grand Duke, level 10 water worm synchro effect monster, 3k attack and defense. He's beefy.
1: Yeah, that dude's big. Uh, or an-
0: a level 10, you better be. Hold on. Materials: a tuner plus one or more non-tuner monsters. It is generic. Yeah. Any synchro deck that can hit level ten can hit this, can make this guy. Is that good? I don't know. Let's find out. One. Uh, can, first off, you can only use this card. This card's name's Third Effect, once per turn. Gain. First off, it gains 100 attack defense for each banished monsters. Monsters so your opponent control lose 100 attack and defense for each banished card. He's the great equalizer. Uh something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um if this card is destroyed by card effect, you can banish a card from your graveyard instead, which then also boosts him. And that is not once per turn. Yeah, his once per turn effect. If a card or cards become banished, you can banish one card from your opponent's field and graveyard. I mean, if a card becomes banished. So basically, if you're let's say you make him and your opponent torrents, Effect to banish. Effect, to banish two cards of your opponent's graveyard. I mean, good luck dealing
1: with a uh, with a sh- the Ominous Omen, though, still. I mean,
0: Yeah, because he, he
1: banishes. Yeah. It, yeah he he doesn't destroy anything. He just banishes. It, non-targeting banish is rough to deal yeah. with, though, for any archetype. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next thing we have is a normal spell card called the Zhang Zhang Dragon Sword Appears. You can only use the first and second effects of this card's name each once per turn. Wait, did we even cover the third effect of that card? Yeah, we did. did. Okay. Uh, You can only use the first and second effects of this card's name each once per turn. Add one Zhang Zhang monster from your deck to your hand, and if you control... Or if you control a Synchro monster, you can add a Worm monster instead. Two, if this card is banished, you can target one Zhang Zhang or Worm monster you control. Increase or decrease its level by one until the end of this turn. Basically this card doubles as generic worm support, and it makes it to where you can splash Virtual World and this deck together.
0: Yeah, well, really, any worm archetype.
1: Yeah, but Virtual World is the only good one. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: That's fair. That's like
1: saying any any insect archetype. Yeah, but Insector is the only real insect,
0: insect archetype. Pretty much, for the most part. Uh, Let's see. Next up, we have Zhang Zhenmin, the Grand Spiritual Peak. Normal spell card. This really should be a field spell. Um... You can only use this first and second effects if this card's name once per turn each.
1: Yeah, it really should be a field spell. It's basically just a mountain.
0: Yeah, with a bunch of floating rocks. It kind of looks like the the floating rocks from um from Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really does. Uh, target one Xinjiang monster you can tr- uh, in your graveyard. Special summon it. If you control a Synchro monster, you can target a Worm monster instead. I uh, mean... Two, if this card is banished, you can target one Xinjiang or Worm monster you control. Increase or decrease the level by one until the end of the turn. Um, I really like the Secret Control Synchro Monster. It gets a boosted effect. I, I like that. that. That's nifty. Um, overall... I mean, a lot of the cards have done that. It's just... Yeah, um, overall, it's an in-archetype monster-born, for the most part. Yeah,
1: pretty much. It's just with a little level modulation built in. I don't know if it'll be good, necessarily, but it's... Probably like, not. It's playable, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we have, uh, the first trap card, Zhongzhen Research. Um... You can only use his cards, first and second effects, uh, once per turn. Target one face up, monster control. Banish up to five Xinjiang cards and or warm monster from your graveyard. And if you do that, target gains 300 attack for each.
1: That's not terrible.
0: No, particularly if you do it on the level 10 Synchro, because then he gets 1500 plus an extra 500 on top of that, making him a 5k beat stick for the turn. Right. Plus whatever else you have banished. You can make that boy big. Yep. Um... Two, if this card is banished, oh boy. You can special summon a Xinjiang token.
1: Oh that's boy. what they needed. More ways to summon level four tokens.
0: Um and then they have Xinjiang sudden shift. Oh, you know? and
1: it also places that same restriction that you yes. can't special summon monsters from the extra except synchros. I,
0: but I think that but I think that part is actually just part of the Xinjiang token itself.
1: Yeah, so that's I think, what I mean. Like yeah. as long as that token is on the field, you can only Synchro Summon from that's the only thing you can extra you can special summon from the extra deck yeah so you can special summon other things just not yeah like not from the extra deck.
0: you can't deck. link or exceed or, or right yeah um, then we have Xing Zhang Sudden Shift a normal trap card you uh, can only use his first and second effects once per turn target one warm monster you control and two cards your opponent controls destroy them right oh. Oh, hello. So this targets one of your own worm monsters and destroys them. That would... You can take a token. Not only can you take a token, um, you could also just straight up target uh the Grand Duke. His effect will then just banish something instead. Oh, that's double good. But then because something was banished, his effect goes off and you banish two cards out of your opponent's gravity. It could be, very well be the two cards you just destroyed. Oh, that's extra double good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two, if this card is banished, you can special summon a Jing-Jang token. Blah, 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 blah i mean yeah i guess so literally every card just about every card this archetype produces a the the jing jang token which is level four worm tuner um i take back what i said about the water about the water deck i think this one's got the most potential <laughs>
1: oh boy lots of token generation that's just what we needed as if halki firex wasn't a problem enough well that's well that's the thing wait well, yeah, yeah you're right you're right i take it back this deck doesn't. I immediately ha- regret saying that.
0: Yeah, because this deck can't use Halka Fibrax at all. Like literally, because none of the main deck monsters are tuners. They special summon their own tuners as tokens. I guess they were like, well,
1: if we're not going to do anything about Halky Fibrax, let's just make all the tuners not actually tuners.
0: Yeah, l- yeah, l- yeah. Let's let's make an entire archetype that's Negro summons, and there is no in archetype tuner main deck. You gotta use tokens. Wild. But hey, at least it generates enough enough of them. Jeez, yeah so huh okay now
1: that we've covered that i'm glad that we got that just knocked out and done in this episode that way we could just you know have it done oh yeah um now that we've covered that why don't we go back to the remote dual ycs if you don't mind yeah no problem um so we were talking about do you think that the game came out of COVID on the other side better or worse? Yeah, I think it
0: came out on the other side for the most part better.
1: Let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Let's talk about it from a let's talk let's talk about from a competitive play standpoint. I know that a lot of our listener base is maybe more on the casual side, but uh, you know I just want to kind of gear for yeah. competitive play here for a moment.
0: And I mean, there's nothing wrong with being being a uh, you know being a uh, casual. But we are we're, we're more competitive players personally.
1: Yeah, no, there's abs- I mean, honestly, I think casual players are the large majority of the player base, which
0: probably eighty to ninety percent easily.
1: Yeah, I, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of I don't know about that high. Personally, I would say probably between seventy and eighty, which is still an enormous amount. But I think oh, well over half of the player base is honestly just casual. I mean, yeah. they watch the YouTube videos or listen to podcasts and just kind of enjoy it without. You know, wanting to go to lots of big
0: regionals and of yeses yeah, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, but uh, oh yeah. I mean, like like I said, overall, I, th- I think the game definitely came out of it on the more positive aspect. Even in the um, I mean, for a while, it was actually worse off as far as the competitive scene because there were no events going on. There was no competition. Right, but now that they've established the things that they've established.
1: With the extravaganzas, the invitationals, the remote tool YCSs in every region. Yeah. I mean, it's...
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's absolutely... It started out real bad, but they've absolutely... They've recovered it nicely, I oh, think. Yeah, very, oh, yeah. Very much so. Then, like, even... Like, even if they keep the remote tool going forward, that allows more people to enter these various tournaments. Because then it also takes out getting to location, room and board... Do you think there's do you think there's a realistic
1: scenario where like at a ycs konami has maybe like 50 computers set up on like remote dual stations that way you can they have so many people that sign up via remote duel and like you might just like show up at the event and like have to play one of your matches remote very possible i mean that that's i i think that 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 is a possibility like like you could literally just like what if there was a way that konami would let you pay like an extra like $100 as like a VIP remote duel pass to where you can just
0: do the tournament remote duel from your house? Mm, probably not that. Probably not $100, but I, I, I see what you're getting at. Like so that That's definitely something that is entirely um, a thing they could do in the future. Another thing they could do is, after everything opens back up, and everything's over and done with, and we go back to nor- the semblance of normal-, normal normalcy. Right. They could probably do, like, your your standard YCS, and at the same time also do the remote dual YCSs for people who just can't show up. I mean, it kind of reminds me of, um, like,
1: I, there will be a point where YCSs are capping out again, um, like YCS Dusseldorf. I know that it capped out At like a little over two thousand people, and they were like, they had to like rent a second venue and hold half of the YCS, and like there was a second YCS at the same time in the same city in a different venue, just because they capped out on max entrance and like capacity on the building.
0: Yeah, it it, that was ridiculous. So like, I I think in a situation like that, like you could honestly, you could offer remote duels. Oh, absolutely. Um, particularly because then that also reduces the amount of people who are actually going to be there because there are some people who probably could make it, but would prefer to stay home. Exactly. And then we give them the option 100% just go, I'll just stay home. Exactly. Again, because then that's a lot of money. You don't have to spend on room and board, food, getting there. Right, right. Travel, all that. So here's another question.
1: What about from a content creation standpoint? Do you think that, the, that we came out better or worse at the end of it?
0: Oh, much better. Cause, we, cause we're now making content. Of course, so, Every,
1: everything's better once we're involved.
0: <laughs> uh, but, but in all seriousness, um, this has, al- this has allowed people to have the time, and the boredom, uh, for some people to finally go. You know what? I'll start making content. Let's see what happens. And, and not just
1: that, but even like all the different series that we've gotten, all the different people that have blown up in the last year. It's been really nice. Oh, absolutely. Just like seeing. Hack blow up in popularity due to Twitch streaming and seeing um, MBT and Farfa, which they were already popular before COVID. But
0: Yeah, but it just elevated their popularity to the next level. Um, yeah, I mean, people sitting inside
1: every day does that. And then think about Simo with the progression series and the history of Yu-Gi-Oh! And he just started another series today, um, which I think is sealed something, sealed showdown, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. And then that's gotten uh, other... And like, like it's even gotten some other content creators who didn't make Yu-Gi-Oh content to start making Yu-Gi-Oh! T- content. Exactly. Such as uh Nuxinor doing his own progression series, for those of you who know Nux. Exactly.
1: I mean it really in a lot of ways it's really kind of opened the floodgates on the game.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um I, 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 mean, the, I mean the game has been far more popular than uh than as compared to Magical Pokemon, which have always been Popular, like very popular, but nowhere near from what I've seen of the fan base that the Yu-Gi-Oh that Yu-Gi-Oh has. Where it's a lot more of people talking to each other. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, it's not that there's l- more more or less people; it's that people talk to me. People have been talking to each other more. Is what I've been trying to say. Yeah. But again, I think that's due to people being bored.
1: Yeah, which I mean, that's fine. It is what it is. So. I do want to talk a little bit about um, the things that you can expect to see and the things that are going to happen at the YCS. So the first thing you need to know is there's a lot of people registered. Um, The European YCS, like I said, it's already capped out. It's over 1,500 people. Um, And the United States YCS is, as of Wednesday evening, Just shy of fifteen hundred people already.
0: Yeah, which is
1: it's at like fourteen fifty, like right now.
0: Yeah, which, like I said, that's people chomping at the bit, wanting to do this, wanting to you know go to a Y have a YCS again.
1: I mean, yeah, and and it's kind of cool that you also like as long like just for sign up, you get your five packs. They'll ship them to you, and then you'll also get as long as you play through round three, you'll get get your
0: Madden Field Center, which is the Arm Dragon Thunders. Exactly.
1: And then Top Cut, obviously, you get all the play mats and everything else. Yeah. So, um, so I personally, I'm, I am have family coming in town. I'm going to try to play through a round three. We'll see what happens. Uh, Caleb, I don't think you're actually participating.
0: No. Um, I ended up just spending the $20 that I would have used and got my Droll and Lockbirds lock, uh, lock now. Before they go up some more, because I, I, I fully suspect they're going, to get, they're going to go up even higher. Oh yeah, that card's insane. It's a turn skip for Drytron. Yeah, so I'm like, I'll, I'll go ahead and get get my draws now. Right. And so, I can't afford to do both.
1: But what are you expecting to see coming out of this weekend? Like, what, what are the decks that you're like, these will be in top cut, which realistically at 1,500 people should be at least top 32.
0: Okay, okay. So if, we do, if we're doing this to doing top 32, I think we're only going to see like one Drytron. That's probably going to be near the bottom because everyone is siding for Drytron,
1: yeah, I just think Drytron is literally just a bad meta call for this event.
0: Yeah. it's Again, it's not because it's a bad deck or anything. It's because everyone's siding specifically for it.
1: Yeah, or maining for it. Like, everybody's targeting that deck. That's yeah. the deck on everybody's mind.
0: For some reason. Um, Tri Brigade's definitely going to be there. You're going to see Virtual World. You're going to see Sky Striker. It's going to be there.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Be prepared for it. If you can run Imperial Order, do it.
1: Yeah, dude. Imperial Order wrecks in that matchup.
0: I mean, because you just flip the Imperial Order... And then you ask them, do you have anything to respond to Imperial Order? No? GG. A lot of times, yeah. Not always. Not always. Not, Some, not, not always, but... Like,
1: their main out is Nightmare Phoenix, so... They gotta make the Phoenix first. Yes. Yeah, so, well. well, okay, what you do is, you activate Imperial Order, and then they'll start trying to, like, climb or whatever, and they'll try to climb into Nightmare Phoenix, and when Nightmare Phoenix hits the field real simple you just solemn strike the nightmare phoenix and it's
0: just exactly over. it's just over the game's over or even funnier or even funnier right when they make nightmare phoenix you flip skill drain
1: that is just mean that, that's that's mean-spirited that's yeah. just cruel it's <laughs> just cruel but it's funny oh it's funny
0: it's funny but yeah. it's cruel yeah just just wait for them to go through all that bother to make to make the phoenix for finally for finally flipping skill drain Right, but no, no. Seriously, we're doing that. Just, just flip skill journey, as soon as they summon a monster, and try pop off an effect. Out of the top thirty-two, I expect
1: to see a few Drytron, a couple, at least a couple of Dino Salamangrate? Um, nah, maybe my, you might see one Salad. Oh I, no, you're going to
0: see one or two Salads. I don't know that you will, but I think, but I think that's going to be less due to. The deck itself, more due to just a sheer number of people playing the deck.
1: Now you might be onto something there. It might be a representation game with salad. Um, Ex- that, that's what I was thinking. With Drytron, yeah, especially especially Stallio coming back to one.
0: Yeah, like was like like with Drytron, there's only been one or two, not because of a numbers game or because the deck is bad or anything. It's because the deck is that good. Everyone's citing for it. As an example, as to why I think there's a, that there is in fact going to be one or two salads in... in. That will top. Um, we're also gonna Tri-Brigade topping, um, going to see tri brigade topping. Just because tri brigade's going to tri brigade. Yeah,
1: don't don't be like m- have your lancia's ready and things like that.
0: Have lancia ready. Have uh your have your uh phantasmes ready. Yeah, just
1: just be ready for tri brigade. Don't let them sneak up on you. Make- just like don't think that just because the um. Don't think just because Dryden's banned that they're they're not going to run that deck. Travergate is still like the best engine in the game probably right now.
0: And remember, when they revolt, when the Shura gets link summon it is when you solemn strike. Yeah. If you if they're revolting and you have a solemn strike set.
1: As long as the revolt is not chain link 2. Right?
0: As long as the revolt is not chain link 2, obviously. Chain
1: link the revolt has to be chain, the, the, chain yeah. link 1 to resolve there because if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong about this, and if I'm wrong, somebody please—I'm asking you, very nicely—please correct me. I'm pretty sure that if the revolt is not chain link one, then on resolution when it summons, for strike to be able to strike that particular summon because it's summoning as the resolution of an effect, it has to be the most recent thing to happen.
0: Well, doesn't Shurag? Doesn't Shurag have a uh, effect on link summon? Okay. Yes, but you saw him strike that, because then that would go on a whole new chain.
1: Okay, you're not wrong, and I'm not saying you're wrong. But the proper—if you can stop the summon itself, that's better. Yeah, that's far better because, because they then they can't revolt it back.
0: Yeah, they also can't uh, attempt to chain block you either. Exactly. It, but it, usually it, they're going to put, they're going to use, they're going to use Shurag as the thing blocking everything else in the chain.
1: It depends on what they want to see resolved, but yeah, the, the the point is, if you can stop the shurak from properly being summoned, that's the way. You want like, to go. Mo- right, they can't like monster reborn it and stuff later,
0: or even use it for another revolt or a uh, or another. Uh... It, it it cuts
1: out the versatility. It
0: cuts yeah. out their options. Yeah, it, ve- so, it begins to make their options far more limited than they would like.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. So, in conclusion. It's going to be big. There's going to be a lot of people. Going to be a lot of decks floating around. It's still an unsolved format. So you can, there's a potential to see an enormous amount of stuff. Uh, you're going to see, like, like, like Caleb said, Striker, Stalia, you know, you're going to see, uh, Salad, you're going to see Virtual World, you're going to see Tri Brigade, you're going to see Dry Tri, you're going to see Prank Kids, um, be prepared, because this is being in a diverse format. Oh, Invoke Shadal Dogmatica? You can't forget yeah. about that deck. Oh, yeah, no, that's going to be there, and and in droves. Yeah, I mean, you got to be ready for these decks. You have to understand what they all do. I mean, even something like Mocking and track that's a real deck, you know? So, be ready, be prepared. But most importantly, what I want you to do is reach out to us on Twitter. Reach out to us. Let us know what are you playing for this event. I want to know, um,
0: because I want the heads up
1: heading into the event. (laughs) No, um, but you know what? Just
0: tell me, because I'm not even gonna be in the event. I'll tell him after the event.
1: There you go. No, but for honestly, we want you. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from our listeners. Let us know how you did in the event come Sunday. Let us know what you played in the event. Let us know what you played against. Um, and this seems like a perfect intro to plug our Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. Please be sure, be sure to follow us at Top Cut Podcast on Twitter. Please be sure to follow Caleb at JamMan Seventeen. Follow myself at Dat Chumley. Even though most of the time I'm just on the podcast Twitter account these days, I don't really get on my own account a ton. Yeah, but follow our Twitters. We also want you to make sure to please follow Team Dark Arm Dealings. They are our sister YouTube channel. They are another crew from our local shop. They upload lots of competitive deck profiles. Lots of coverage of competitive events in our area. And we would love to see them get the support that we think they deserve. The other thing is, we want you to please, if you can, comment, subscribe. Whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, there is some kind of a follow feature, there's some kind of a subscribe feature, and that helps us out an enormous amount by auto-downloading our podcast. You don't have to listen immediately, but if you just give us that download, Give us that follow; it means the world to us. Uh, and the last thing you can do is, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. These reviews help us out tremendously with their algorithm. They help us out tremendously in getting our name out there, and they help us out tremendously to let people know what we are all about. And when let, they, when and they, they also for something.
0: Oh yeah, they also let people know that we're not terrible. Right.
1: Ideally, ideally, if you give us a five star review, we will be so thankful. I think that'll wrap us up for today. I'm Sonny.
0: I'm Caleb, as, al- as always. And we are signing out. Yep. Enjoy the evening, folks. Take it easy, everyone.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.